find me something else that is similar in nature to CrossFit uh, where people have been doing it for 20 years. Find me a, you know, there's, body, there's old G bodybuilders and that old dude with his, he's got the tank top still from 1985 and he still wears it and like things like that. But like, you know, if this thing was a fad, right? If this thing was, was what everybody said it was in the beginning, how did it make it 20 plus years? Welcome to the Fitfiliate podcast. And welcome back to our next episode no. of the Fitfiliate. No. No? No. I don't know. I didn't feel like interrupting your flow there. You're killing me. I swear you're killing me. Um, so I'm here. See what I have to work with? <laughs> so you've had a weekend away greatness. and now you've come back full of... Greatness, Lisa. Greatness. <laughs> I was going to give you such a good intro today too, but... No, 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 no. Don't interrupt. Go. Give me... No, no, no. The moment has bring, passed. Bring the thunder. I want to hear it. <laughs> oh, there'll be thunder. Um, as I was saying, welcome back to the podcast. I'm just going to call you that from now on. That's... That's a whole other, that's like a group of strippers from Australia. I don't think we really want to do that. Hey, whatever. Marketing is marketing. That's not even good marketing. So (laughs) maybe, maybe let's move on. We can spin anything. Um, We can, we can. Um, Anyway, welcome back to the Fitfiliate podcast. Here we go again. Joined by Tony, my favorite, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I um, can't imagine. I, protagonist. Here we go. My favorite mm. protagonist who's here to One disrupt. One of these days I'm going to flip this up and I'm going to do the lead in on the podcast and then all hell's going to break loose. It's like there's well, no be good, except letting you do that. You don't know what we're going to talk about. So that would be oh, right. weird. Yeah. What if Sorry one day I choose? Oof, we'll all be sitting with bated breath waiting for that. Yeah, God, maybe it's, if you if you're good, like, maybe that podcast now. <laughs> maybe if you're good, I could give you that as a treat, but I can't see that happening anytime soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> anywho, so today, as I just alluded to, you are back. After uh, last week, we talked about the why you should be going to the CrossFit Health Summit, which you did indeed do. So mm. I thought it was a good opportunity to retouch on. That as in, you know, some lessons learned, some observations that you had, and maybe, you know, give our listeners and viewers who didn't get to go a little bit of FOMO, if they didn't already have that from, you know, the stuff that's covering the socials, all these people sharing, you know, the amazing Nicole Carroll's uh, keynote um, dot points, and I'm like, you could have seen it yourself instead of like a three-second clip that you're sharing, you could have actually got there and seen it yourself, so... Thought today was a good chance to have a quick recap on, you know, that experience, given that you've been to a summit or two in your time. Basically an expert now. Mm. Uh, Expert level. Yeah, so I guess, well, all right, we're going to talk about the summit again. Now at least we have an idea of what actually happened in the summit, which I think truly was probably one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't go, right? Um, So a couple of things. One. I think you could probably um, assure or guarantee success for yourself in the CrossFit space if you just <clears throat> found a way to figure out events that Nicole Carroll was going to be a part of and just signed up for all of them. Like that's just mm. a pro tip. Like just do it. <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm biased uh, because I absolutely adore her, but at the same time, um, 
man, there's just nobody really better to to sit in that director of brand role than her because mm. I, I'm not even sure even you know Dave believes in Cross as much as she does. I mean, he does, but um, mm. very few people can think it. about it so emotionally and so powerfully and so authentically. So that would be like just anywhere she's going, even if it's I don't even know south by southwest to, to listen to music you should try to figure out how to get there but don't do that that would make you a stalker um yeah well the other part of that though what, what i was starting to say was that i think a lot of people um weren't really sure what to expect the summit first of all i was completely blown away by how many people actually did show up to the summit um the projections were were impressive, no doubt, but I was certainly suspect that that would actually, in fact, happen, but then they actually exceeded them. And so the fact that hundreds, hundreds of people, um, I don't know what the the actual count is. I think I'm pretty sure it's well over 700 people either were there or watched it, uh, maybe even more, uh, is crazy to me. Mm. That is huge. so exciting, so... Um, validating i think in many ways that um i thought that that was just one of the coolest parts of the whole thing because and what i what i mean by this is that i think a lot of people didn't sign up for it because up until this point health has been you know a collectively or, or mutually agreed upon uh good thing for crossfit like we you know yeah do that oh. but like it was really like the thing that the doctors did in crossfit right like that was kind of oh weren't really sure the direction of it and so this summit i think really marked a milestone moment where you know the the gang from brand nicole and the rest of, of her cohort you know decided like we should get involved and i know when the summit came together there was this plan to to put it together but like how we were going to make it different was mm -hmm. you know i think still up in the air and hq's idea really nicole's idea i think to some degree was like well, it, we have to bring the brand party to it. And, and I think that really mm. helped because, you know, just the mm. the authenticity and the the, uh, um, the the synergy, I guess. That's, I hate that word. But like the synergy, I think, between them really helped to bring the average CrossFitter's attention to the health conversation. And I think that was mm. cool. That was very cool to be a part of. And I suspect there will be many, many more like it, which will be super cool. And I think that that's really important that they saw that gap and, mm. and, and bridged it rather than just leaving. I think when the CrossFit Health Initiative first started, it was kind of on a bit of an island. And like you said, people were like, well, that's just for the doctors to get their level one and to try and educate that space rather than bringing the two parties together. And I think that and, um, this was a good way of doing it. No doubt about it. That's what health was initially intended to do and still is doing. Right. I mean, and, mm. and no doubt about it, that is probably the most um, valuable thing that health can do is really start to to bring more doctors into CrossFit and more take more CrossFitters into doctors and et cetera, mm. you know, because mm. we do have it's not a it's not a domestic thing either. Right. It's a worldwide metabolic or mental disorder issue that we've, mm. we've got to face. And like we could talk a little bit about that on this podcast, too, but I think it's super cool. To see it come together and like for me personally uh, I, i'm a little bit biased because to me what was very cool about the event is it was super nostalgic to me that health summit felt like 
pre 2010 CrossFit to me mm. a lot. Uh, mainly in that, like maybe it was because it was like that bootstrap vibe, that sort of startup vibe or that like grassroots vibe I felt like was really there. Um, mm. And also because like I got to see like my whole family, truly, like all the CrossFit cousins were there. Like it's very rare these days to, you know, get like Dave, Nicole, Mike G, me, all these people in one room and literally mm. in, in a bar for that matter, um, you know, not to say that health was about drinking, but the no. point is like, you don't, those old days of like that happening, like we're so used to all being on separate sides of the planet. And so outside of the CrossFit mm. game, there was no, there was no confluence level event where everybody came together and it was super cool to see how people showed up. EC, Miranda, like mm. it's just a very cool event, Dale. Uh, and being able to see and spend time with all those people. If none of the doctors took the stage, none of the scientists took the stage and said the, the mind-blowing things that they said, even that would have been fun. And I think personally for anybody that attended, it would be fun. But maybe I'm a little bit biased because like, I consider most of those people my friends. But um, well, that part was... Stand, sitting externally, you know, the amount of, you know, OG representation, which we talked about last week is like, you know, the evolution of of someone's journey through crossfit is it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the games you're gonna do this thing and then you're in this thing for a while and then the light bulb switches like the health thing this is what we're really here about so to see that og um force i guess carrying that the flags and and standing up and being on panels and and being involved with it at such a, a deep level was very cool to see and you know, a lot of those people, like the the Mirandas of the world that get up and speak, like you saw them 10 years ago at the games and that's where they started and they've done this whole evolution in their own life journey to circle back to this is actually the whole point of everything that we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, truly. Um, it's funny that you bring that up because, uh, yeah, it is kind of the future of this whole thing, right? And um, we were... I, I was sitting at a table with Boz and we were, I was like, and truly I was like, dude, the last time I was in a room with you was I th pretty sure 2009. Mm. And he was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, truly. Like, I think the last time I, I you know, I bumped into him at the games or something like that, but to be literally mm. like in a room doing the Having same thing at the same time was mm. like 2009. Um, mm. And it was in, it was in Brooklyn actually. And uh, he was like, and we just both started laughing and he was like, wow, we're old. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the gray and all of our beards and hairs give it away, right? Like, you know, he's got gray hair. Now I got a gray beard and I got some gray going on here. And like, you know, and then of course, Chase is right there. And I'm like, well, except, well, fuck Chase. Cause he just doesn't age. Like, <laughs> except in America. yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm not as old as you guys. I was like, you can leave now. And Boz and I were laughing. Yeah. But like the point I guess I make with that statement is that like, you know, it's, we are all old now. Right. And, and so we've talked a lot about, on here, it's like the epochs. Anytime we bring somebody on who's OG, like obviously I love to talk about the old days. And I think all of us all have nostalgia over those old days. And like um, yeah. one of the cool things of CrossFit is having been around it, like it. this is my 18th year of it, which is wild to me. My, my CrossFit is almost old enough to drink. Um, <laughs> surreal. But, you know, we go through these eras. We go through these epochs. And like it's been very cool to be a part of those epochs. And like, um, mm. no doubt about it. We're old now. Many of those, those, those pivotal influential people, you know, mm. like Steeler, Boz, et cetera. Like we all got gray hair, right? Mm. Like, you know, and, 
and it's not to say that old people care about life more, but it's, there's, there's a thing that's happened for all of us is that we've all gotten old. You know, we're all in our forties at this point, which mm. is, you can redact that from the podcast. Um, <laughs> we're all in our forties, but we all seem to collectively have found ourselves in rooms of 20 year olds mm. doing 20 year old things, not literally and keeping up mm. and, and doing fine. Right. And like, for some of us, that looks like skiing. Some of that looks like mountain biking. Some of that looks like, you know, still just being in the gym or, you know, running a race or doing whatever this is. And like, there's a thing that seems to have happened that I think is made possible by the fact that so many of us, and this is what we were talking about this weekend, literally grew up in CrossFit. We all grew up with, that's why I jokingly call everybody like CrossFit cousins, but like we all grew up together, you know, and like, and that's a huge part of the of the foundational part of CrossFit is that like there are people who've got 20 years into this thing. And like mm. it, it, there's people there's people who've been doing CrossFit longer than some people are old in the gym. Mm. That's Literally. wild. Right. And but the reason that that's important, I guess, is, is that it's allowed all of us to see all of the all the opportunities that can come out of just this thing that in the beginning we all like to do because it was like this counterculture back warehouse thing where like mm. maybe dare I say we just wanted to hurt ourselves like not like literally but like there was we wanted that pain part of it and then now we're all at a point now we're like hey this health mm. thing has always been the thing mm. shit I mean I don't think we would have learned it because the same reason we didn't learn it in 2010 like we knew it we were onto something. We realized like everybody in here is undeniably getting much better, but we're not really sure. And like this weekend, we got to hear a handful of scientists and doctors who were truly unbiased come on the stage and be like, no, 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 no. We did the research. Mm. You guys are doing something totally different. And mm. it's important that people start to notice it. And mm. that was cool. And, and I think that only can happen through the age. And I think, yeah, it did because you've had to, learn the lessons, but also have life evolve. For example, you know, um, talking about Chase, like he's just been through a shoulder, um, you know, reconstruction surgery. Pat Sherwood's gone through, you know, having Hey, listen, we're a, not a all child. broken machines, all right? I still no, got no, all no, my But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about like... Just put that on the record. You know, he's he's got a child and having to navigate, you know, training around that where it's not just centered on you. I think for a lot of us, when we start CrossFit, it's just like, it's about me and how good can I be and what do I want to get out of this? But yeah, then, we're all wrong. You know, and Miranda and and Spiel mm -hmm. and as they evolve through their life's journey, they're like, oh, oh, hang on a minute. This is, this is, and, the, you know, their parents get involved or um, things like that. Then they start to see those, those other life-changing effects and actually experience it for themselves and go, Oh, this thing is offering me more than just a ticket to Parson, Madison, Fort Worth, wherever it happens to be. Like it's, it's, and it's about more than just me. And I think then, then that's a powerful realization if you follow their journeys, whether on socials or you can actually see when those kind of light switches have gone on. And it's like, this is about the long game now. And then that translates to their communities that they serve. Yeah. I mean, we've had enough OGs on here now, right? EC, me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on here every once in a while. Every um, spiel. And like, up. you know, and there, I'm obviously, we're a little bit more inclined to have them because I consider them friends, but 
you know, they are identifiably the people who I guess collectively most people would be like they did CrossFit the best, right? Like, you know, they mm. did it. And what I think is fun is that there's a recurring theme in all of them is that like almost all of them are like, we had it all wrong. Mm. I mean, even even as well as we did it, we got it wrong. Like we mm. were we were so wrong. And like, you know, you take Spieler, for example, and so much of his posts these days and his content is like, hey, no, mm. like listen to me i'm telling you right now as the person who got it wrong here's what right oh. looks like you know and right looks different for different people at different times and I, there i don't think that there is any other way that crossfit could have grown up the way that it did you know but I, i'm what is interesting to me is find me something else and this is what i was talking about um this weekend with a couple of people i was like what find me something else that is similar in nature to CrossFit uh, where people have been doing it for 20 years. Mm. Like find me a, you know, there's, body, there's old G bodybuilders and that old dude with his, he's got the tank top still from 1985. And he still wears it and like things like that. But like, you know, if this thing was a fad, right. If this thing was, mm. it was what everybody said it was in the beginning, how did it make it 20 plus years? Like, that room, that room this weekend had people in there who have literally done this for decades. Mm. And there's got to be, you know, and so everybody, all the campaigns about the danger and, and the longevity and the fad and this and that, it can't be true. Mm. There's literally walking, and, living, breathing proof. And we've got people that, you know, still, for example, if you talk about a rich phoning, still at the pointy tip of the spear versus you know, people who were at the tip of the spear and, and evolved through to a different path through it, but still all doing, you know, active CrossFit or, you know, their version of what CrossFit is to them. And you don't definitely don't see that in, in particularly like some of those like heavy, heavy strength sports, powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding, you know, that take an incredible toll of the body, it has a very short lifespan. And those at the tip of the spear are only there for a blink in time. Yeah. And in CrossFit, and I think. Sports, right? Like those are those, yes. you know, you there's people who've ran for 20 years, weightlifters mm. who've lifted for 20 years. I mean, the numbers are, are obviously very small, but the number of people who do those things is very small. And, you know, there's probably people who, you know, will play, will play pickleball for 20 years, whatever. Mm. But find me a fitness methodology. Mm where, you know, has been collectively defined and perjured the, to the rate that which CrossFit has, that people are still here 20 years into it, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to name the names of other brands, but I think we can all agree that their staying power, if, if at all, will be only present because they live on the coattails of the staying power that is mm. high intensity functional movements, right? Like, mm. and that's all predicated by one company, one brand, one methodology, mm. and that's CrossFit. Yep. Agreed. So what are some of the, you know, that's that's been the cool part of the, the summit and the fact that we've, um, it's, you know, we've um, been brought to light. What are some of the big um, reflections, I guess, you have all the highlights from the summit that, you know, last week we spoke about affiliate owners that, you know, you need to be more interested in the health summit um, for your business versus the CrossFit Games, which, you know, caused some some interesting comments back and forth. 
but what are some of the things that you observed and 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 took away from that? Others. Yeah, a couple. Um, but that's you what know, we do. I guess that is probably my first big takeaway is that uh, collectively, I don't know how many crossfitters there are these days. You know, millions, I suppose. You know, tens of thousands of affiliates and hundreds of thousands of coaches. Um, mm. But up until what I would consider last weekend, there's really only been one uh, confluence of attention to use that word again, right? And that's been the games. Mm. And it's not necessarily because everybody loves the games. It's just that like, it's the one thing that happens. It's the CrossFit Christmas, right? It's the thing that for, for all intents and purposes, we all end up paying attention to, right? Mm. And now after last weekend, I'm like, we got another thing to pay attention to. And what I think is cool is that now marks a time in history and cross history, especially if, if we can keep this thing going with the branding of health and we can keep the, the, the momentum rolling. And I really think there's a ton of momentum behind it now. Finally, like mm. we've got two places to pay attention. There's the games and then there's health. And I think we've naturally created a path that you can choose to follow and not to say you can't do both because they don't need to necessarily be mutually exclusive, but like there are going to be a lot of people who could give a single fuck about the health thing, right? Because all they really care about is the competitive thing. And, mm. and then there's going to be vice versa. And I think mm. now we have a place there because without that health thing before the people, you know, who were like, Hey, I'm in this for the health. I'm in this for the longevity. I'm like even mm. they were like, okay, I guess I'll pay attention to the games. And not to say that they don't, they won't do that in the future, but it's like, Hey, there's, we're starting to like really talk about the difference between training and coaching and an actual attention behavioral type of level in terms of what you pay attention to in CrossFit. Like where you spend, like, you know, us here, it's like how you spend your time tells me how you're going to design your future. Right. And so like, if you intentionally are paying attention to health things, I know you will move in the direction of health based activities and focuses. If you're intentionally spending time on the games, you will move in the direction of, of games type things. And like, that's very much training and health is only, um, and we'll talk about how I, my life's work is vindicated after this weekend. Health is only possible through coaching, not mm. training. Yeah, and it, and it's sitting down to put all those pieces together. And as we said, for some people, that's a long evolution in their journey. But now that for, I guess, let's talk about modern-day affiliate owners and, and CrossFitters, they don't need to do the 20 years of learning to get there. Like, here's here's the pathway well, that's the beauty of anything right anybody mm. anything where people spend time in you know success in all things is, is your ability to truncate time it doesn't really matter what it mm. is and so the beauty of having somebody having spent the time doing the thing that you need to do allows you mm. to truncate time so what's cool about that is that yeah it will literally just exponentially increase the rate of expansion into these areas because like yeah it took some of us spending two decades in this thing to get to this point of like realization but like now that we've all done it through this conversation of health, I think we start really, truly, you know, modifying that conversation much faster and much sooner. And and mm. I think that that part's exciting. And in, in last week's podcast, we talked about, you know, why you should care more about the, the summit than the games. And, and I, truly, a lot of that was speculative. I didn't really mm. even actually know. I knew what was going to happen to summit because, you know, I had seen the 
cliff notes and, and whatnot a little bit behind the scenes but like was it going to be a success no one really knew right like what was going to happen when you put a room of a few hundred crossfitters in there to listen to a couple of doctors and scientists like were they just going to all fall asleep you know were their heads yeah. going to roll back like these people going to even be able to speak the the language you know and like are they going to put yeah. up these these you know peer-reviewed studies and everybody be like <sighs> you know <laughs> who knew right but yeah. i knew one thing is that and it's back to the intention uh, versus distraction thing is that if you're not at least interested and that was the premise of last week if you're not at least intrigued by what possibly could be in this direction mm. you know and you're going to rely solely on what you know which is the mm. games i can tell a lot about the affiliate that you're going to be and it's not a bad thing right like mm. just based on that decision right because the thing that we considered to be a success in all business not just an affiliate is your ability to create freedom but freedom requires mm. one thing and that thing requires intention not distraction right like if mm -hmm. however you want to just be busy which is most gym owners and most business owners in general then there's no shortage of things for you to be busy on there's no shortage of taskurbation mm -hmm. like we like to call it around here on things that you, you can haven't do. used that term none for a while none of those things i just used it actually on a call um that's why i said it none of those things certainly suggest though where you're going Right. Versus yeah. if you spend your time where you spend your time, I know where you're going to get to. Right. And like, and this is, this is why last week I was like, you know, you should be there because if you care about people and you're trying to actually save lives and do all the things that, you know, we consider maybe to be cliche in the CrossFit space now, then that's probably where your attention should, should be. But yeah. if your attention is on the games, like I'm not saying you can't care about the games and care about people at the same time, but it's a completely different application of CrossFit. It's not a wrong one. It's not the wrong one. It's not antithetical. It's just that CrossFit, and I've said this for years in seminars, that all of you guys can define CrossFit. You can give me the word salad, constant very functional movement, high yeah. intensity, right? But none of you can elegantly or, or you know, or eloquently articulate the application and the implementation of CrossFit. At best, yeah. you think about it through the lens of this is what CrossFit looks like. These are the workouts. This is it. I'm like, no, 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 that's not CrossFit. The CrossFit that we're talking about is that through the use of these workouts, through the use of these modalities and this methodology, this is what becomes possible. This is life. This is what life can look like. This is what you can achieve. You can create. This is who you can be uh -huh. through the use of these workouts. But most people only really see it for these are the workouts. These are what, this is what I do, right? This is what I, you mm. know, workouts get you more workouts. And, and, and if you're good at those workouts, then you can go compete in workouts. Like that wasn't really what it was meant to be. And the, I think that's why mm. Greg originally was like, I'm going to burn this whole thing to the ground because you guys are also <laughs> attracted by it, but it's not, mm. it wasn't the people's fault. It was just the only thing that we had to pay attention to. It was our, it was our thing. It was our Super Bowl. Like we don't even have to like football, but we still watch the Super Bowl. Right. Cause it's just, it's where we all agree to direct our attention that one time a year. So I think Greg was like, what happens if I get rid of it? Then we might start paying attention to what actually matters. And people are like, you can't take my games from me. It's like, you know, government hmm. trying to take football or something. They would literally burn the country to the ground. Our hmm. football would be with the, with the actual football, not a soccer ball. Just so we're cleared all my international friends. Or the, our football, but Which for the record, soccer makes way more sense as the name football. So you can call me anti-American if you want, because I don't even know how we decided to call football football. Like literally soccer, your foot touches the ball. I digress. Mm. <laughs> but, but it is. And you know, that's something that we talk oh, about. Man, and 
there's an actual sport handball that would be confusing, um, but not the handball that we played at school with the tennis ball. If you're Australian, you'll get that reference. Um, anyway, moving back to the topic, speaking of distraction, but you know, we often talk about how it's very easy for our for affiliate owners to get lost in the multiple fires that and things that are vying for their attention in the affiliate, whether it be you know. Member A complaining about the ply of the toilet paper. Member B complaining about the music. You know, member C complaining about open gym or not open gym or all the things. And we get bogged down in those things rather than as as distraction, rather than things that are going to move us forward in traction, which are, you know, what are our grade of purpose? What's our why? What's our intention? And what are the things that I'm doing to make my legacy and achieve the freedoms that we speak about. Mm. So, you know, having things like the health summit and, you know, experience of people who maybe I didn't go to it, but maybe I'm listening to this and going, oh, well, now actually I wish I had gone is, is like causing people to think deeper about why are you in this and how can I be more effective? If I'm here to save and change lives, well, how do I be more effective about that? Is that just the three weeks of the open? you know is is that my work is done <laughs> you know is 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 it you know well i got 10 percent of my members into the 25 percent cutoff for the quarterfinals like is that me and that might be your definition that might be that i'm i'm living my purpose and that's cool that's awesome but for the majority of affiliates it's more than that um well, actually, no, you're wrong. For the majority of affiliates, it's not more than that. Truly. The, I mean, the vast majority of affiliates are 100% on the other side, like 85% of them. Um, but we, I say it a lot, which is the, the absence of why, what will become wise, right? And humans are terribly simple creatures. We're not, despite the fact that we have a neocortex, we can overcomplicate things. At our core, we're, we're really not that difficult. And one of the things that, you know, we all seek is something to belong to. Right. Mm. And that can look like different things. We don't have to get into that part of it, but like people need things to belong to. And so one of two things happens when thrust into a leadership role, right? Like you can be the person who gives somebody something to believe in, or you can go looking for something to believe in yourself and helps people follow you there. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that it's, it's, it's always safer to, look externally for someone else's cause than to try to perpetuate your own because you know inside that that idea this this idea of bringing something to life this this compulsion of following and pursuing and creating a why and giving people something to follow you could be wrong right you could be a failure you could be a fraud you could be you know a, a cult leader you could be all these things that are effectively societally agreed upon bad right like we don't yeah those things but we can look around and be like what is something that i like that seems like a good idea i want that to believe in right and so mm. you see this all the time and so what i mean by that statement is that the absence of why what's become why if you're not able to either a understand your own why or you're afraid to articulate your own why or you know maybe even worse you doubt your ability to bring that why to life mm. it's completely reasonable that you would look externally to somebody else to give you a why. And you see this in the affiliate landscape, right? Most yeah. affiliates do not either a know what their why is, don't want to necessarily create a why cuz that's not why they even got into this thing, or or lastly they don't believe in their ability to perpetuate their why. Mm. 
So they look to yeah. HQ. They look to CrossFit Inc. or LLC, I guess at this point, to give them something to believe in. Give me yeah. something to believe in. And that thing up until now has really only been observably and you know identifiably the games because HQ didn't give you anything else except for like some training here and some some L1s. Mm. But there was nothing else to prove that you were part of the tribe except for the games. Mm. Like it was your mm. only place to demonstrate that you are all in. And you know, and if you see inside your your affiliate that like, you know, maybe maybe you as an affiliate owner don't necessarily love the games. Like maybe you're not like, you know, I'm going to be a competitor still like whatever. Maybe you're just like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. But you notice that like your gym is like super gung ho about the open. Like they want to just be all in on it. You have mm. a why problem, right? You haven't given them your own why. You haven't given them your affiliates why to exist and reminded them of their own why. And so they chose somebody else's what the games to believe mm. in. And you see this, this is not a CrossFit thing. This is every business, every, it's everything, why. right? Look at how many people throw away their Sunday every single week to believe in their football team of choice, their handball mm. team of choice. They're like, you know, and, and it's not to say there's anything wrong with that. It's just that it's like the the old quote, you know, small minds discuss other people and average mm. minds discuss events and great minds discuss ideas. Right? Like mm. great great minds give people something to believe in, but that's scary. Right. Like mm. it's much easier. It's much safer to be like, I believe in this thing. But my point in all of that, that it's a whole diatribe is that now maybe you are absent of a why and mm. you want a what to become your why. Well, fuck yeah. You have another one finally, right? Like CrossFit has done what it needed to do, which is the thing that it sh probably shouldn't have ever had to do. Right. Cause mm. this should have always been the thing, but like, you know, there are some things that were false in the affiliate model, which is like, we didn't really screen for whether or not you were entrepreneurial and wanted to build something. Like maybe we just wanted you to be a thing, right? And so mm. now there's something else to believe in, a collectively, identifiably, observably. Like, we can mm. be team health or we can be mm. team game. We can be both, right? Because you can have more than one why. And mm. so for me, as somebody who said that over and over again, the absolute why, what's become why, well, Here's a good what to spin into your why, because whether or not you realize it, this has always been the why, right? Your mm -hmm. affiliate why, like this has been health. You know, the future has always been that conversation. And now mm -hmm. I think through a series of upcoming and forthcoming perpetual events off of that summit, like there will be places and things to get involved in. No, there will not be a health open. There will not be a health games. Like, and if that's what you want, then we already know you are, you are directed towards that. Why? Um, but there will be plenty of places for you to go and learn and understand just how fucking amazing this thing that you guys do every single week and every single day, all day is mm -hmm. for so many people. Yeah. And how, powerful it is and and i agree with what you say you can have both like if you know and if you can bridge the gap for your clients and saying we're going to focus on the open and it's going to be awesome but this is how it links into your your why and your greater and how it's helping you in through life and that this three weeks is not just live or die by and that you suck as a human if you do badly like it's bridging that gap but having that understanding of that deeper purpose really allows you to do that rather than dealing with the inevitable um 
oh, I always lose members after the Open because people get disenfranchised and they get disillusioned that they haven't improved since last year with all the work that they haven't done. Like, by bridging that gap, you can, you know, still have fun, build a great community, have a, have great community events, but still be working towards that ultimate purpose. Well, truly, I think what we have is a line in the sand that one is training, one is coaching. Um, and, you know, I think that you can compete very, very much and be very focused on the games and be very, very much a training affiliate. And health requires you to be a coaching affiliate, which I get it. Most of you guys all think you're a coaching affiliate, but where your attention goes probably tells me otherwise. What I think was cool about the weekend, though, you know, having so for one, obviously gets me so excited. My cheeks got flushed. Um, I was laughing about that just now. But um, the reason it gets me so excited is that you know, for for 20 years, we, we, we believed in this thing, right? Like we know that if we can just get them in the door, they come out that other side observably better every single time. But truly, that's been anecdotal or maybe even more pseudoscience right it's just it's our experience and we know it to be true and like we're compelled by it and so this weekend which i thought was super cool was to just to see unbiased doctors and scientists take that stage and present the actual science behind this thing that we all do automatically every single day right like and so there was a, everybody that spoke was an incredible human and i would encourage you to go find them tag them follow them and do whatever um across across all the speakers there was kind of like a, a similar thread a red thread and that is you know we are we are in an absolute epidemic of of humanity right like mental disorders and metabolic disorders are absolutely out of control um mm -hmm worldwide and we all know this as crossfitters and they obviously all know this as scientists and doctors because it's their life's work i think as the public goes they might be oblivious to that like i don't even know if they just necessarily notice how unhealthy we're all getting at, at a meteoric rate but what i what was interesting about this is that all of them basically said the same thing and obviously I could, this would be a 17 hour podcast if i tried to put it all into words but no matter what the metabolic or mental disorder that people society is facing there is collectively appears to be at least collectively by the science three known antidotes like cures call them what they are mm. like and those those antidotes look like truly it looks like sugar the removal of sugar aka nutrition but sugar is not necessarily anyway sugar yeah. sugar being one sugar and alcohol particularly remove those two yeah. things seems to cure pretty much many things. The second thing was the, the evidence and the data is in, there is no replacement for intensity. Greg has been saying it for long, the longest time, right? Like there is no variable that is more important to the prediction of success than intensity. And, and it turns out that the science backs it. Three to five times a week at 85% plus intensity seems to be quite the spot. antidote to pretty much everything from the eradication of cancer cells to the, the rewiring and building of the brain, like just crazy things that like to see the studies, things that we know, we see them. We're like, you know, everybody here seems to get better, like whatever, but like to see the studies from people who are way smarter than we are. Right. Or just be like, Oh yeah. Turns out burpees ain't mm. bad for you. Right. And like, mm. and the third one is connection. Right? Mm. And again, looks like different things, different people, but it really just means 
positive interactions in positive environments with people you positively appreciate, right? Like that's kind of what yeah. it is. And so these people, these doctors in various different studies, et cetera, have been doing this thing, you know, um, the speaker's going to turn off for years studying this. And they said, hey, is there any place where this seems to be happening? So individually, they went looking for, you know, where's the community where sugar is the bad guy? Where's the community where intensity is a good thing? Where's the people where people are the most connected? Mm. And then effectively, and I'm paraphrasing, they kind of all stumbled on the same realization. Like, holy shit, there's this place where all three of these things happen automatically, naturally. And it's a CrossFit affiliate. Like, mm. okay, so where else is this happening like CrossFit affiliates? Mm. And they browsed around. There's nowhere. There's mm. there's places where intensity is happening. There's places where connections happening. You know, you can go to any gym. You can go to any church, right? There's mm. places where nutrition is happening. You know, but there's only seems to be one place where the three of them are coming together, and that is inside affiliates. And so they just were like, "Holy cow! Let me start looking." And what do you think happened? They all became crossfitters. <laughs> <laughs> after they started like coming in and studying them they're like i want to do that too especially if you saw like tommy Wood's biceps you'd be like yeah not <laughs> big brain energy big bicep energy but um you know and and i think that it's a disservice for anybody to not know what happened in that room and so i hope the next one you guys all get to but the reason that i want people to know it is that there's so much power inside that room and mm. there's so much distraction outside of that room. And um, I'm not going to have this conversation because I'll cry about it. But if, if we don't stop the distraction, the lives mm. that can be saved aren't going to get touched mm. because the people who are repelled by the distraction that is the, the opposite use of attention look a lot mm. like my my mother and my father and like mm. one of my biggest failures is that the hundreds thousands of people's lives that i've touched there's two people that mm. i never trained and never could train and mm. one of them died suddenly and and there's no and the science is is proven i could have saved his life mm. was it my fault no but my point is is that Mm. Yeah, if I would have paid attention to the science and I would have had that data, it wouldn't have been about like, hey, come do the hard thing that your son likes to do. It would be, mm. hey, look at this research. If you don't do this, you're going to die. Mm. And I didn't do that. And, mm. and for me, I think that personally, that's why I've always cared about the health thing is that I mm. knew and that my mother's healthy, but I still always fault myself for not really ever being able to be there uh, mm. or her have her be there. And those are the people that matter. You know, the mm. ones who they're not interested in the hard things and, and the weird subculture stuff I started doing in the early two thousands. And like the crazy things, like my mother loves to dismiss everything that I do. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I ran across the grand Canyon and back and my mom was like, okay, honey, shoot me a message. She has no idea. Like <laughs> nothing even registers to her because she That's just, not, she just not. writes me off. It's her crazy son who just does crazy things. And she just, 
Yeah, I, mean, I suppose in some weird way she's proud of me for doing it, but I think it's mostly be, due to like defense mechanisms. She's had to not pay attention to what I do because I've always driven her absolutely crazy. She'd be up all night realizing like how insane that endeavor was. But if I could have taken science to that conversation, it would have changed pretty much everything. And 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 it took me years to get to this point. And that's why I'm saying like we were all wrong. All of us were wrong. And you know the. The answer out here is is in the cliche like we save lives we protect families and that's not that's not pseudoscience that's not anecdotal the data is absolutely in and another thing that i'd like to go on record saying is that my life's work is now vindicated because <laughs> just want this on the record one of the things, if not the thing, that makes CrossFit affiliates the solution is not just the intensity and the absence of sugar and the connection. It is the perpetual forcing of learning new skills. And so mm. for over a decade, I led a seminar and said, listen, you guys are all here to learn how to do a pull-up. And I'll teach you how to do a pull-up. Probably not going to happen this weekend. But what you're going to really learn is that the single greatest part of CrossFit, in my opinion, is the single most overlooked part of CrossFit, and that is the development of coordination. Because this is the thing that's going to keep you alive longer. This is the thing that's mm. going to allow you to play and learn new sports. This is the thing that was going to allow me to crash my mountain bike and my skis all over the place and be absolutely fine from it. Coordination is the best part of the 10 general physical skills that seems to be and may potentially only be present inside CrossFit affiliates because mm. everybody has cardiovascular, respiratory, endurance, strength, stamina, agility, et cetera. Like that's easy to do through organic adaptation. Mm. CrossFit is the only fitness methodology that I'm aware of that exposes us to the neurological adaptation of fitness. Mm. And so when, when Dr. Tommy was on the stage and he was talking about age-related cognitive decline and how, you know, we write off the brain, et cetera, and how the brain is actually a muscle and it can be trained and it can be developed. And it actually responds in the same way that the rest of the muscles do. Stimulus, adaptation, etc. The thing that appears to be the greatest aspect of CrossFit in terms of its ability to make an impact on the brain physiologically and for the long term is gymnastics. Mm. Not because gymnastics is cool and not because gymnastics is a sport. Or nobody really cares about competing in the sport of gymnastics. It's that through the use of, of systematic and regular exposure to failure that only happens in the gymnastics part, a little bit with the barbell too, with snatches, but like only really happens through the use of the handstand, the handstand walk, the, the bar muscle up, the muscle up, all these things that are literally quite anomalous to most crossfit. Like, I hate that thing. The thing that you are trying to avoid is the thing that is rewiring your brain because I think I've talked about yeah. it here before. It takes failure to rewire the brain. You have to fail. And you have to do so regularly more often than you do anything successfully. So that old adage of perfect practice makes perfect is wrong. And the point is, is that through the use of failing at your muscle up is how we start to rewire the brain. Because in, in his study, basically, it shows from about the time we finish college, our brain begins to go down. And that's because we stop learning and we just start applying old knowledge. We don't learn anything new. But CrossFitters have an exact reversal. Literally, it's a reversal in it. And that is because they're constantly learning new skills. That's all you're doing. Every every class is something. 
Like, so my life's work is vindicated. I knew it. I've been saying it for years, but I was only saying it anecdotally. And I, I mean, I had read the books, but like to hear somebody mm. be like, no, no, here's the actual studies. Mm. Fail those reps. Yep. And and it's, um, I was listening to Boz and Chase on a podcast recently talking about, you know, the sense of achievement that you can get from taking the time to work on a skill to acquire it is far more valuable than just coming in and going, oh, I'm just doing that thing. It's so uh, doing it instantly. Like you have that sense of pride and that, you know, when we talk about the connection and and people's sense of self, self-worth. When you have applied yourself and you have failed and learnt that it's okay to fail and you keep applying diligently towards learning the new skill and then you get it, you have that sense of pride. Is like, I put work into this. I made this happen. Hmm. Like I achieved something. And it doesn't matter whether it be the first time you do a burpee on the floor rather than on a box or a, or a sandbag or whether it is your first ring muscle up. Like you've had to apply yourself to some level of progression to do that. And you get that that secondary bonus of that pride and, and sense of self-worth in achievement. Mm-hmm. As well as yeah. the, the the neurological benefits as well. Well, there's a behavioral and there's a physiological response to that. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, CrossFit is in fact has a staying power that does why it's kept people like me here for two decades, right? And that is that you know, that, that dopaminergic, that dopamine wave pool that does come from the accomplishment of something that is such a long struggle to accomplish oh. and achieve, you know, that muscle I've been working on for many months feels way better to you than the person who's just like, so I just do it like this. Yep. Oh, fuck me. Right. I'll just piss yeah. off now. It took me six years. to do that. Right. Um, you know, that does matter. Right. And that, you know, and, and Chris Palmer talked about this, especially in, as it applies to helping people overcome massive mental disorders, schizophrenia or addiction or things of that nature. And, and it cannot be, it cannot be overlooked the value of what we're teaching people inside a CrossFit class. And the thing that we're teaching them is how to have agency and gratitude over their life. Because most of these mental disorders are particularly, especially dis- or, or, um, addiction is, is a 100% a disorder of a lack of agency and gratitude, right? It is completely hmm. isolation and, and subordination. And so, and we are only able to do that through the use of skill development, right? Like for somebody who has effectively considered themselves a marginalized citizen who has been thought or forgotten about and cast aside, et cetera, and they have now essentially turned to a life of, of self-medication. Hmm. Well, the easiest way to reverse that is to show them that, hey, you matter. And hey, you can do this thing, right? Like in, in showing them that they can believe in themselves is one of the best things about it. And then on top of that, while that's happening behaviorally and they're like, this feels good, physiologically, they're changing. Mm. Their brains are rewiring. They're healing yeah. from you know years of, of whatever it is that they were doing. And all this stuff was backed by you know the, the research and studies, and it was very cool to hear all those things because we know them all to be true. We know the power of it, but you know when it comes time to sit down with a new person, we open our mouth and we just we vomit burpees out on them, right? Like, <laughs> and, and we 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 have a hard time speaking about the thing that we know and we love and we believe in, and a lot of that is because I, I don't think that we truly understand just how impactful this thing is because we just do it 
Right? Like it's just mm. it's just the thing that I do, and I am me because of of what I've done, and that that's just all I know it to be true. Versus, mm. you know, being able to sit in that room and hear the studies and be like, oh yeah, that mm. actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, I see it every single day. Now you put it that way, I've watched this study happen over and over and over again, and it allows affiliate owners and coaches and people who need to communicate with the general public because they're the ones who need this, right? They're the people like my family who need to be saved. That this allows you to have better conversations with them because it's not just about this thing that you love or you feel insecure about because you're like, it's my thing, so I feel bad about it. Being armed yeah. with the data and the science lets it be bigger than you. And I think that'll be very helpful to many people to be like, I don't want to sit down and talk about how great my training program is. I'm going to sit down and talk about what this research says about how you should be training. And it just so happens that's what we do here, right? Like mm. that changes the way you do it, but it starts with learning how to communicate about it. And so I think having a new what to pay attention to, which is CrossFit Health, it will give people a new why. And I think through the tools and the data and the science, it will help them speak about it. But I also think that it's it's probably my duty as well, as much as many other people, to help everybody understand how to package this into effective conversations that can save and change lives because that will likely be my swan song to the world is you know how to, to take the thing that we know and love, but now with proof that this literally saves lives. It's not just our anecdotal belief in this thing because we're mm. a cult. Like Our cult literally is changing lives. Mm. In the and science, and I think the beauty of the the speakers that were at the health summit is, you know, their and and their ability to put this in terms that, you know, like you said, no one's nodding off to a peer reviewed study. Like that, CrossFitters and coaches and affiliate owners can understand, and then use those same words to communicate to others as well. Oh, listen, no, not really. They were definitely these big words talking about some big things. But the thing is that it clicked because yeah. you're looking at the data on the screen. You were looking at the, these presentations and you were like, it was a different type of person in that room, right? Yeah. You know, hundreds of people went to the summit or logged into the summit to watch it, but they represent yeah. a small fraction of the people. I think yeah. if you were to put the people who were paying attention to the games in that room, they would have fallen asleep. Mm. And, and it doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that their attention is on something completely different for completely different reasons that are absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But if, mm. if you care and you want to save lives and you want to really truly make an impact, and listen, it might sound bad, but some affiliates don't want to do that. you mm. know, and, and that's okay. Right? Like, I think they do want to do that, but they think they're going to do that through like sending somebody to the games. Right mm -hmm. or or having more people compete in the open, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that mm -hmm. if you're the type of gym who's like, listen, I'd rather have 50 people who have saved and changed their whole life, who rely on me and count on me, than have hundreds of members. You probably mm -hmm. were paying attention to it, but like the data, the data made sense to us because we weren't talking about things that we hadn't seen before. We weren't talking about mm -hmm. things because. One of the most important things for education to work, no matter what it is, is through perception. And perception means that it has to be relative to you. One of the reasons why kids struggle in school to begin with is that they, they don't learn for the sake of learning. They learn for the sake of retention. And so what ends up going wrong in that situation is that when they're taught to, they're talked at. They don't have any point of relativity. Like nobody's related to the Civil War, right? Like aside from the fact that like maybe you have some, but like if your grandfather or great-grandfather fought in it, I bet you pay more attention to it, right? And mm. so it's because... If you're related to it and you can you can relate to it, 
then you will pay attention to it. And that's why like, mm. I could run a seminar on gymnastics to the public and no one would listen to what I'm saying. But if I run a gymnastics seminar to crossfitters who don't have muscle-ups, they are tuned in. And <laughs> in this room, this data was tuned into them because it's what they see and they do every single day. But now the data mm. was using you know, the science and the words, et cetera, to make it make sense for them. And so that's why it clicked. It wasn't that like these people, because listen, these, <laughs> they are smart. These people are are painfully intelligent to speak to, right? And they use words that we've all forgotten, right? Like in that would have been lost on them had they not been relative to that, that conversation. And it's not that that they did a good job of speaking. They're also great speakers. You are right in that regard, but they speak to many, many, many rooms of panels like themselves usually. And so they were excited about speaking to a room like this. They're like, wow, there's energy in this room. Not doctors who are just like, I don't care about your study because my study is going to be better. Right. Like Mm. this room was like, holy shit, what we do matters. And so that's a, that's a perception thing. And I think the perception was high because you paid money to be there. You were interested in it. And so they were attentive, but I will say at the back end of it, everybody was fired up and they're not sure they know what to do with it. Mm. And that was the whole point of building that webinar was teaching them, listen, here's what to do with what you learned this weekend. So, on that note, we we will be having um, several of the speakers as guests on the podcast um, to, you know, dig more into these things because clearly it's something that we're very passionate about. And we do have our upcoming webinar, which will help you bridge that gap between, you know, what you're currently doing and, and selling that that purpose of your why and communicating that as well as in this deeper context of is what you're doing helping you build a life? Not only for yourself, but for your members, your staff, your team, everything. So that's an important shift. It's just a practical application and a continuation of this conversation, I think. It's a lot of Asians yeah. in there. A lot of Asians. So good chat this morning. Thank you for your insights in the Health Summit. Um, if you're listening to this um, and you didn't go, hopefully you've got a decent dose of FOMO right now and you go and start looking into this. Um as always, Tony does love a chat, so please reach out if you want to talk some more about this or you feel like you're missing a gap in this. Um, book a consult. We are happy to chat with you. Otherwise, continue the conversations with us on social media if you want to follow us at Fitfiliate or drop any comments below um, on your favourite platform. But until next week, have a good week and thank you very much. Ciao. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please remember to like and subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you know an affiliate owner, a coach or entrepreneur that would benefit from hearing our conversations, please share this with them. We love the feedback and support we have from you guys, our audience. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find all the useful links in the show notes. We would love to connect with you. Keep doing the great work.